What's up, world? Welcome to another episode of the Brand New Show. Life at times with music. I hope you guys enjoyed these last couple episodes that have been out. I got two out right now. You guys go and enjoy those episodes, man. Um, shout out to everybody that's been, you know, watching, listening, uh, you know, commenting on YouTube or even on podcast platforms. I'm everywhere. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, let's get into it. Uh, so... Like I said, today's episode is Life and Times of Music. Like I said last time I did a Life and Times of Music, at the end of it, that I would be talking about uh, an album. And today is exactly what I'm doing. So I will be talking about the album, one of the albums, J. Cole's, J. Cole's 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Uh, if you've seen anything like this before, when I've done it, I've done the Blueprint album. You know, the recent, last couple episodes I've been doing artists. But, you know, I did the Blueprint album, and um, I had fun with that. I enjoyed it very, very much. Just went down every out, every uh, song, talked about the impact of the songs to me personally as a person, um, and just, like, I just got into it. So, without further ado, I will be, here it is, man, 2014 Forest Hill Drives by J. Cole. I think a lot of people would say it's probably, like, his quintessential album. It's an album that pretty much taught a lot of people, if you wasn't already a J. Cole fan, that was the album that really got you into becoming a J. Cole fan. Uh, whereas for a lot of people, for me personally, I always was a J. Cole fan. I was a super huge J. Cole fan from uh, Friday Night Lights. I've done episodes on J. Cole before, but I'm going to go, I'm going to have to redo it because the last time I did it, it wasn't, I didn't feel like I gave it my full all. So I might redo J. Cole's episode uh, again, go fully in depth into his career and talk about it for real, for real. Um, but tonight I will be talking about this album, 2014 Forest Hills Drives, and be on the lookout because this album will be going up against another J. Cole album in a album debate, well, album versus. So this is one of the J. Cole albums I will be doing for album versus. I don't know when I'm going to do it, probably at the end of this year, probably at the beginning of next year, but this is one of those albums. So let's get into it. He starts off with the first song, and that's the intro. You know, if you ever heard this 2014 Four Hells Drive album, you know what the intro sounds like. Do you wanna, do you wanna be? Do you wanna, do you wanna be happy? Like, do you wanna, do you wanna be happy? Like, it's like this intro is so it brings it brings you into the the album, and it's so cool, it's so freeing. Free from pain, free from scars, free to play, free to sing, free from bars, free my dogs. That's hot, that's hot. The streets is cold. <laughs> like it was so incredible, you know. And and, and in a quick spurs, he got you hooked into the album, even though it's like what forty five minutes, maybe forty five seconds, maybe a, to a minute of him just going in on this intro. And I love it very much because it just leads perfectly into the album. In the next song, January 28, where he spits his shit. The real is back, the veil is back, full bananas here, pill is back. And what you find is your highness can paint a picture that's feeling another kill blind. That's Carolina's finest. You knew that already. Turn to the grades, I proved that already. And if you like, I do it twice. I just chop in my blade. Forget what many came, lost in my ways. <laughs> like, like, that first verse, you know. If you, uh, you know, that first verse starts off so impactful. 
know what I'm saying? Like, the first verse starts off impactful, you know, and then it goes to the second verse, you know what I'm saying? What's the price for a black man life? I checked the toe tag, not one zero on sight. I turned the TV on, not one hero on sight. Let's dribble or he fiddle with mics. Look at the... Look out the window, cause the lights today, life city lit up with lights, cameras, and action. No, no man alive come through and damn is my faction. I, w- I bought you niggas with me, cause your mother like my mother. Then we need a plan of action. The bigger we get, the more like our egos collide. It's just physics. Please, let's put our egos aside. You my niggas. I lit our first tendencies, turn us into enemies. I hope that we remember these nice fella Hennessy. We hover around, we switch up so that do say. <laughs> like, like that is like whoa. You know, it's it's just like. That is what that song get body. I and then the last verse. The last verse. I ain't sound no dope. Niggas saying my quotes. But I ain't no game. But I ain't no joke. Like the great Rod Kim. When I make my notes, niggas might be L. We might be Kane. We might be Slick Rick with 19 chains. We might be Drizzy Drake or Kendrick Lamar. Check the birthday. Nigga, you went to God. Like, woo! Which was beautifully done because if you didn't know, he was doing shots at Kanye. Kanye at the time was going around calling himself Yeezus. This is when Yeezus album dropped. And him and J. Cole actually dropped a week apart from each other uh, in 2013. Uh, of course, being, both being under the Rockefeller tree, Jay Z signing Kanye, of course. J. Cole being signed by Jay-Z, the first Rock Nation artist to be signed. In 2013, there was supposed to be J. Cole versus Kanye. Uh, Born Center versus Jesus. Now, they pulled his album back, pushed it back a week, and Kanye came out. And Jesus does good numbers, and then Born Center comes out and does pretty good numbers. And then the next week after that, Wale dropped. So, he, I think he dropped, that's when he dropped Ambition. So, uh, no, 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 no. He dropped uh, the other, his third album. But... Around that time, now, around that time, a lot of people was like, man, J. Cole could really sell. Like, J. Cole could really do his shit. Now, I don't know what the animosity was between them two at the time. Maybe Kanye was doing what Kanye's doing now with J. Cole. Or, you know, I've always heard people say about Kanye, like, he kind of, like, talks to me how people's back and shit. So, it's kind of interesting if that's the case, why he would take a shot at Kanye. Like, you ain't the guy, nigga. Like a cold of God, like, and it just shows you what that was, like how you felt. Now, and that was interesting because, like I said, at that time, 2013, Jesus dropped, does the crazy numbers, went number one. Born Center drops a week later and takes Jesus off the number one spot and puts him at number one. So it's just like it was, it was an interesting situation to see how all that shit played out at the time it played out. So, but January 28th is so dope. It's one of my it's one of them songs that, you know, of course January, is it speaks to me automatically because of, of, you know, I'm born in January, actually three days, uh, after, uh, J. Cole. I'm born January 31st. He's born January 28th. So and Rick Ross, Rick Ross is one of my favorite artists. Also, like I said recently on his spot on this episode of this, that January 28th to. January 31st, that's Aquarius. So, you know, probably why that's why I vibe with him the most because it's just like, but that song was beautifully told and incredibly uh, created. And um, if you don't aim too high, then you aim too low, then you aim too low. Like, 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 
it's, it's, it's just an incredible body of work, man. It's an incredible song. Goes into now the third song off this album, which everybody knows. If you don't know what the third song off this album, you probably know it from its single, its own single, Wet Dreams. You know, I ain't never did this before, no. And I ain't never did this before, no. <laughs> like, Wet Dreams by J. Cole went every fucking where. To say an album that technically wasn't really even that promoted, wasn't really even that pushed, wasn't really even considered as like that that album. This was like a real album cut. I remember that's how it's gonna go, right? I remember this album leaking maybe a month or two before it actually physically came out. I remember listening to 2014 for us drives on YouTube. And around this time, this album leaked a couple months before this album came uh, a couple months a uh, year before. Nothing was the same got leaked. I remember listening to the, this album and listening to Wet Dreams for the first time being like, yo, this shit gonna be a fucking hit. And by the time I got finished listening to the song at the beginning, I went back a couple times to listen to this shit again and 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 again. Because it's just like something about this song, man, that is like, it's like how I first heard when I first heard and another song on it, like two or three songs on this project. It's something about that song, man. Wet Dreams is such a, because I think anybody can relate to that song. That's probably why it's so a, a cult culture like song. It's such a cool song. Because anybody can relate to that song. I mean, it's just like be real. Like, just anybody can relate to that song. So, Wet Dreams became a smash fucking hit. Like, a massive hit. Have you ever been to a J. Cole concert? If you haven't, go to a J. Cole concert. I, I would advise anybody to go to a J. Cole concert. It is one of the best things you probably will experience. And I'm not just saying this as a J. Cole fan. I'm telling you as a, as a person that loves just, if you ever been to any show, you love that atmosphere. That's an atmosphere you will be like, whoa. I've been to Drake. I've seen Drake a couple times. I've seen Future. I've seen Amigos a couple times. I've seen Ash Sharon. I've seen some some incredible artists in my life already and how they've created. Man, that J. Cole, I've been at three J. Cole shows now. It's incredible, man. And every time I go, it's a new element to this man's creativity and the way he does shit. And What Dreams is one of those songs, like I said, that he does, but he doesn't do it because it's like, it's a hit that I got to do. It's 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 something towards it because he got another song coming up that is is a hit. On the show, but you, if you don't listen to the album, if you never heard the album, or if you never been to a show, you probably don't know the fucking song like that. Or you probably saw it and it was like, oh. But I would advise also people to go listen, go watch his documentary of this album on HBO, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, The Homecoming, where he's performing literally in Fayetteville, his hometown of North Carolina, and he performs these songs and he kills it. And then when he performs What Dreams, you can tell the crowd loses it because they know what's coming. And and that's that type of song, man. That's that type of song. Number four, I can never pronounce this fucking song. O three and Anna Street, Anna Scene, something like that. Anna Scene, uh, which is another dope fucking song, man. It's it's one of those songs again. It's an album cut. You got to really listen to this song to understand the texture and where he's going with this. And it's one of those songs that I was just talking about on YouTube when I first heard it. I was hooked to the album already. Like, I was like, 
these three songs, I'm like, all right, those songs are dope. But this was where I finally, this is the thing about albums I love about albums and certain artists. I don't care. Your first three songs can be dope as fuck, but then you kind of drop off about song four, five, six. Then I kind of lose interest. I want to pick it up at seven, eight, nine, and then be like, all right, whatever. I only got like two or three more songs to go. He kept going. By this song, What Dreams Has Got You High, it's like, yo, this shit's fire. But then he kind of like loads it. He loads how you already are anticipating it and how you coming with it. This song is so dope, and it's and what got me hooked was again this is my this is me going through a life. This song this album came out in 2014. So what was I doing in 2014? I was in college. I think I was just starting college. I was 19, and no, I was 20. Tripping. I was 20, and yeah, I was just starting college. Yep, I took a year out. To, to work and it didn't work out and I went to college the next year and yeah I remember that and I remember um, man I remember going to college and I remember um, listening to this album during college uh, it was like Christmas break but I heard like I said a couple months before that but this song spoke to me the first time I heard it, you know. And this is one of those songs that, out the gate, like I said, it catches you out the gate. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, what he said on the beginning? What he said at the beginning? Um, in love with the baddest girl, I wish I knew her. I, want to, I wish I was so shy. I wish I was a bit more fly. I wish that I could tell her how I really feel inside, that I'm the perfect nigga for her, but then maybe that's a lie. She's like a certain type of nigga. And it's clear I'm not that guy. Star player, ball player. I'm just watching from the side on the bench because my lack of confidence won't let me fly. I ain't grow up with my father. I ain't thinking about that now. Fast forward a couple years or so, if yo, I finally cry. But I realize what I missed by eyes, and now my eyes are dry because I'm trying to stay alive. But too many niggas die trying to dodge a suit and tie. But too many niggas die trying to dodge a suit and tie. Now, who am I? Uh, now, who am I? <laughs> like, that shit was crazy. Things change, rearranging, so do I. I get high because them lows can be so cold. <laughs> like, yeah. This shit was, was that song. And then, like I said, at the end, him talking about his friend. Him and his friend talk about, you know, like how me and my friends would talk at the high school. Like, 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 I, like you know, you tell his pops he needs some lunch and he going to get it right back. I peep game. Got home, stashed my mama keychain. Took a whip. The appeal too ill to reframe. I hit the boulevard. Pull up to my nigga friend dope. His mama at home. She still let him hit the blunt dope. I told her hello. And sat with my nigga and laughed and talk about how we going to smash all them bitches in class. <laughs> I'm complimenting how he's ass, how he's getting his cash and just ask. What a nigga got to do to get that? Now put me on. He just laughed when he seen I was sure 17 years breathing. His demeanor said more. He told me, nigga, you know how you sound right now? If you wasn't my man, I would think that you a clown right now. Now listen, you everything I want to be. That's why I fuss with you. So how you looking up to me when I look up to you? You about to go get a degree. I'm going to be stuck with two choices. Either graduate to wait or sell a number two. For what, 100 bucks and two a week? Then you never think you wouldn't know what to do if you was me? I got Four brothers, one mother that don't love us. If they ain't want us, why the fuck they never will rub us? 
I felt to, I felt ashamed to ever complain about my lack of gear and thought about how far we didn't came. So I try to pack with, try to try to park with trees in the sky. Thank your mama, dry your eyes. There ain't no reason to cry. You made a genius and I ain't gonna take it for granted. Now I ain't gonna shout out for less. I ain't gonna take what they handed. Now I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna take it. Ah, I'm gonna show you. Uh, yeah, fuck. And show a girl what she missing. And this nigga alive. Now who am I? Yo, like, <laughs> like that whole song encapsulated him and his youth. And I think that's probably why I like it so much. And close, like I just said, like it reminds me of like how. I grew up a little bit when I first moved here to Houston. And I had a lot of friends that had those stories. You know what I'm saying? The friends that I did have, at least, they had a lot of those stories. They felt a lot of out of place, so that's why they did a lot of the shit that they did. You know, I'm, I don't really, like, get into that a lot, but, yeah. So I probably reacted and, and understood that a little bit more than a lot of people probably would have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I would go and kick it with my friends after a while and just, and they'd be like, man, I hate this shit. I can't wait to move. Can't wait to leave. And it's just like, I understood what they meant, but it was just like, damn, is that bad? Like, yeah, it's that bad. So I understood that verse. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understood at the end of that song what he meant. I even understood at the beginning, because like I said, when I was 20, a lot of shit was going on in my life when it came to like, certain situations like that, where I, you know, you think you're the perfect nigga for somebody, but then they probably be like, nah, nah, you're not, you're not the one. And you're like, oh, well, well, fuck, goddamn. And now it's like, well, I'm going to show you, I'm a ball now, I'm going to fucking show you now. And that's kind of how I looked at this song, and still to this day, is one of my favorite songs by J. Cole. It, it has grown tremendously as I've grown up and listened to this album. It's crazy that this album... Is going on eight years at the end of this year. That's fucking nuts. Eight fucking years. So, yeah, man, this album is fucking legendary, man. Um, number five, A Tell of Two Cities. This song, if you go to any J. Cole, this is the song that I was just saying. You go to a J. Cole concert, this song is going to be played. This song is going to be played. I need you to understand something. There's going to come a time. I I posted clips of this. I need you to I need you to physically go and experience this shit. A tale of two cities is different than anything you have ever experienced. I'm going to tell you this now. He kills this fucking song. The end of the song is where the interesting part kicks in. If you've ever been to a J. Cole concert, you know what I mean when he's played this song before. If you haven't, the part in the song where kind of goes into the end and breaks down and it just like it, it's, it's a humming it's like Kid Cudi humming like, mm, and it's just humming and you just like it, you can see everybody just you it's, it's, a, it's a fucking group effort it's like y'all are waving your hands and shit it's like what the fuck is going on cause in the song it literally says hands in the air now hands in the air, nigga, run it. Hands in the air now. And it goes like that. And it's just like, damn. A Tell of Two Cities is so fucking dope. And even that is telling them about, telling you about how he grew up. You know, where he's like, I seen a nigga at the light, like, ha, nice watch, nigga, run that. <laughs> you hear a trigger, nigga, run that. <laughs> and that is such a dope fucking song, man. It's so fucking dope. 
It is so dope. That is one of those songs that you go to this concert, you experience it, you're going to be like, yo, I got to come back. I got to come back to this fucking, I got to come back to the show. It's fucking incredible. I got to come back to the show. I got to. So it's one of those songs. You got to physically, that song is so dope when you hear it, but then you go see it physically. It's never, it will change your mind about like experiencing a concert like that. Like I said, y'all think J. Cole boring. Y'all go to his shows. His shit be fucking live, bro. Fucking live, man. Oh, my God. Some of the best. That, that is literally. I, I've been to, like I said, a couple of shows, man. There's nobody I think I, I've seen compete with J. Cole concerts. Other than maybe Drake. And that's about it. Drake got it because of the fanfare. Like, Drake just got hits. But when you go to J. Cole's shows, you getting the hits, but you also getting a true, you're getting a full album. A lot of niggas don't do full albums when they perform. He does full albums. Like he does his whole body of work, the whole shit. The tour is that album. And he might throw in some hits here and there just to get you into it. But, yeah, that, that shit is just, it's crazy. The Tale of Two Cities is one of them songs, bro. Just like number six on the list, Fire Squad. Fire Squad is so fucking fire. It's not even funny. It's so fucking good. Um, my nigga, why you acting like a bitch? <laughs> if you say to take a chance, how the fuck we gonna get rich? <laughs> Come here, baby, why you always insecure? Hold on tight to a nigga and be sure. <laughs> a lot of niggas sat on the throne. I am the latest. <laughs> I am the bravest. Go toe to toe with the giants. I ain't afraid of you niggas. I end up fading you niggas for us all said and done. This nigga need me as son. I might my Uzi wear a ton. I might need me a better gun. A matter of fact, I might need two. And forgive me, Lord, here they come. <laughs> At the end of this song, again, it's always the ending of these songs, man, that gets you. He goes in. Literally, he goes in. At the time, he's like, listen, history repeats itself, and that's just how it goes. Same with that these rappers always bite each other's flows. Same with that my nigga Elvis, they were rock and roll. Just to tell me like Eminem and then Macklemore. Why niggas, silly niggas argue over who gonna snatch it, take the crown? Look around, my nigga. White people have snatched the sound. <laughs> this year I might go to the wars and that be down. Watch Iggy win a Grammy as I try to crack a smile. I'm just playing, but all good jokes can train true shit. Same rope that you climb up on and hang you with, but not Jermaine. My aim too sick. I can't. I bring the pain, nigga. My brain too quick. You see, I maneuver in this game. I ain't stupid. <laughs> like the fact that the the matter is, this nigga on this album was just talking. He was just talking. This is why I probably I don't vibe with a Kanye because I feel like Kanye say a lot of shit, but I don't believe it because I know he's in these people's pockets to get this shit. Whereas J. Cole on songs like this, you could tell he's really – and him being also have white even adds on to the pressure for me. It's just like, wow, he is going in. And Fire Squad is one of them songs, man. He's fucking fire on this song. Crazy lyrical ability. Then again – he tones, he brings it back down. He brings it back down. Central Page. Central Page is a really incredible song. If you want to relax, I'll say put that song on. Put that song on. Relax. Chill the fuck out. That's track number seven on this album. If you like a song like that, listen to that song. Chill the fuck out. Mellow the fuck out. Number eight on this song. It gets right back up. But the beat kind of slows down. It's kind of like in a good tempo where you can catch it. But number eight, 
get off my dick. <laughs> G-O-M-D, get off my dick. Again, man, he just talking that shit on this motherfucker. Why every rich nigga, why every rich black person gotta be famous? Why every broke back nigga gotta be brainless? Huh? That's a stereotype. Drew about some people up at Area Heights, his scenario, rich coat. <laughs> like, it was just like the way he was rapping. Again, you know, it's fucking incredible. Got all the niggas in that club singing, to the window, to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck nigga blocking my shine. <laughs> Yo, that is fucking so is fire, bro. Yeah, man. That shit is fire. That this album is fucking you could tell the excitement I'm having with this, cause every song on this album, he didn't miss on his album. Which is rare. Like you might have two songs. Like number track is seven and track thirteen. Those are like the only two fucking songs on this project that maybe I personally just didn't. But 13, I don't even count it because it's not even anything. It's just, he doesn't even say shit on that. But track seven is like the only time that I don't, that's my least favorite track on this album. But every other fucking song on here is a fucking hit. And you don't believe me, track number nine is the, is the song that everybody fucking knows. No role models. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save her. This fucking album has all of his fucking songs. This is one of the best albums J. Cole's ever done. Like, it's one of them, man. It's it's so fucking good. No Role Models is... And I think this established him as the third guy in the conversation with Kendrick Drake and him. But it's always been those three. But I think he finally became like, okay, J. Cole's that nigga. Like, we can, we can rely on him to give us something that maybe Kendrick don't give us or Drake don't give us. We got this now. And No Role Models, again, was another fucking hit, bro. It was it was massive. It was fucking massive. Like, you couldn't even, you couldn't go. The fact, again, like, this album wasn't promoted. It wasn't pushed. It wasn't told you. He didn't tell you it was coming. He didn't. And for this song to be as fucking, fucking massive of a song that it became and everything, it's something that a lot of people can't even sit here and say about a lot of people. So this song becoming such a massive fucking hit that everybody knows. It's still one of the greatest things that I've ever seen. Like it's it's so great, man. Goes into the track number ten. Hello. Now this was a song that I didn't like until you know a girl put me onto this song. She was like, "Yo, this song's really actually really dope. You need to listen to this shit." And I listened to this shit, and that was one of my favorite songs on this project. It's a dope song, you know what I'm saying? Like he just he just doing his shit on this song too, man. He's singing on it more than he's rapping, and it's 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 a it's a nice vibe. If you go if you gonna chill the fuck out, that's a nice vibe too. Just like track seven on here. It's a nice fucking vibe. Um, track 11, apparently. This was actually the first video, the first single he technically did release from the album. It was the first video, first single he released from the album, apparently. And it was dope, man. It was a dope song, man. Uh, the first verse, more singing. Excuse me. More singing on the first verse. The second verse, he goes in. So... If you like him just rapping, this is the best fucking time to, to get it, man. And then track 12 is literally my favorite J. Cole song. Like, and and it's not like I'm, I'm playing. Like, no, this is, I would say it's like, I got like a couple of J. Cole songs that I just love. This is one of those songs when I first heard it, when it got leaked, I instantly loved it. Like, I instantly was like, yo, this shit is fire. Like, it's, it's. There's no way in hell. And to see him go to his show 
and say, this is literally my favorite song I've ever done. See, see this man say that and then perform it. You could tell by the impact of the crowd how the song has become such a, if you're a J. Cole fan, this is the song that we fuck with the artist probably and a lot of his catalog. Love yours. Like I said, this is a song that, again, it reminds me of 2D for the intro. You know what I'm saying? If you know off of Friday Night Lights, losing your balance off of the warm-up. It's just, it's it's something about those songs from my, my some of my favorite artists that I will always cherish. And it's one of these songs. This is one of those songs. You know, you can say Sparks Will Fly on Born Center. You can say Lost Ones, which was on, you know, uh, Warm Up, Friday Night Lights, and also on his first album. You know what I'm saying? Um, even even in recent times, you know, uh, his his recent album that just dropped, you know, um, I would say more so, um, you know, uh, Hillside. I would say that's more so that than than other songs because Hillside kind of feels like the end uh, to to a particular set of time where he was at his life. On KOD, who will be a song on KOD. That I feel like that could be that song too. I would say brackets. No, I would say window pane. Window pane. It's like love yours. It's like it, they they come from a different type of energy. You listen to these songs and you hear them and you understand like, okay, these are different. This is truly like a tap into okay, this is how he is right now. This is where he's at when he was wrapping up the album. And love yours is one of those songs, man. It's it's just different. It's a different song, man. Um, it's uh, it's beauty and it's, it's beauty and the struggle, ugliness and the success. Him or words unless it's my signal or distress. I grew up in a city and though sometimes we had less compared to some of my niggas down a block, man, we were blessed. That 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 part out the gate. I felt it. I remember growing up in New Orleans. My mom, no matter what. My mom was strict on us. We had some freedom, but not all, because she knew shit around us, <laughs> around us. But certain people that would come around us, they didn't have them type of parents. They didn't have a mom like mine. So I understood what he meant by that. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he said, you know, you know, I grew up in a city, and you know, sometimes we had less compared to some of my niggas down the block, man. We were blessed. And that is what I, first thing I connected with. It's like, that's true. Even in the, in the in the first thing he says, you know, it's beauty and a struggle, ugliness and a success. That is why I'm afraid of success sometimes because it's like I don't want to get to the point where I forget one where I come from and two what I do and what I lo- why I love it so much because you forget that sometimes when you get around certain people that got more money than you, so now you're trying to race to them and get them, and you forget that this is. This is supposed to be fun still. Yes, it is a work. It's work. It's a career. It's That is true. But it's supposed to be fun still. You're supposed to love what you do. Not do it because you just have no reason not to stop. You have no reason not to stop. You're like, eh, I'm pretty good. I might as well just keep going and see what happens. I love what I do. I love podcasting. This is one thing I, I love. So, even though there's... there's you know, ugliness, I can't say I'm successful, but it's ugliness in this podcast world sometimes. There's so much beauty 
and grinding with people and creating stuff with people that you can you can say that struggle because we all are coming from a, the same mindset of yes I could easily just say fuck you I don't want to do shit with you but I personally love the people I've worked with you know what I'm saying that's that's something that a lot of people can't say even though we've never seen each other physically it's respect that still because we all got to the situation and we all care about the situation we all want to build something so this song encapsulates all that even at the end of the song when he's going down on like yo if you ain't got nobody in your house you ain't gonna never be happy till you love yours like you will never be happy until you love what you have all the shit you screaming you want you ain't never gonna be happy till you love what you have and it's just like that's something that a, a old timer would tell you like an og would tell you like yo you talk about you want the cause or flashy cause, man. Look around. There are real people that love your ass and truly will go to war for you. But you stressing over some shit that if you get it, you won't be happy with it still. So what you rushing for? Wait. Sit, sit down. Patience. Patience is a virtue, young man. And I think that's what I loved about this song more so as I have gotten older is that it teaches you patience. It does teach you like, yo, even if you get it, you ain't going to be happy. You know you're not going to be happy. And this, and this, you're gonna be happy for like five minutes, and then you're gonna be like, but there ain't no realness in this shit. It's cool. It's gonna be a bitch bad out there on the toilet. She's gonna be look good. It's gonna always be some clothes fresher than the ones you rock, clearly. <laughs> but if the people in your house don't love you dearly, who the fuck cares about all that shit? So it's just like, this is what it is, man. This album is one of those albums that I think, to me, is an album in his discography that, at that time, at this time in his career, I think he needed to do. It wasn't to get publicity or push him into the forefront of being the third guy in the industry, behind, you know, behind or with Drake and Kendrick. I would never say behind Drake and Kendrick. Damn, sure not behind no Kendrick. I personally just think J Cole is better than Kendrick. But I think this showed people that J. Cole could be the guy one day. You just have to, you, you're seeing him now reach that potential. He's went on and done some amazing fucking albums. Since for your eyes only, it's pretty good. I have a new respect for that album as, I, as I'm getting older. K.O.D., same. You know, all of these albums, the off season, the off season tour was incredible. The off season, even now his label Dreamville, JID album is album of, one of the albums of the year for me personally. It's that he has created something. He's got one of the best labels in the game, and he's got one of the best, and he's one of the greatest rappers and artists. Of this, this, of this era. And this album kind of, to me, just solidified that. Everybody now is catching on, but this album solidified that. I have been listening to J. Cole albums and mix, I've been listening to J. Cole albums and mixtapes for since 2009, 10. So I already knew dude had something. Y'all just need to catch up. <laughs> and this album, I think everybody finally was like, okay, let's see what this, let's see what this dude got. Let's really see what this dude got. This album was, was fucking fire. I wish I could have go back in life and not go back to this tour. I would have loved to have been there when he came to Houston. But I've seen him three times. When he drops another album, I will be there. 
Uh, don't matter where. I will be there. Um, yeah. Yeah. All in all, 2014 Forest Hills Drive by J. Cole is in the caption. Is it? Is it? Is this? To a lot of people, it's the start of where you became a J. Cole fan. To me, that's when I realized he is the greatest rapper I've ever heard. One of the greatest rappers I have ever heard. He literally became, he jumped to my top five greatest rappers of all time because of this album. Like I said, I already knew the man was a beast. Cold Summer, <laughs> like, like Truly Yours, Mixtapes, 2D for the Intro, and, and Friday Night Lights, the Warm Ups, the Come Up, all the mixtapes that he did, his features at the time he was doing them, all of these things. Now he's doing features more and more, and people are now like, oh, shit, you go rip Jake O been ripping. It ain't nothing new. It ain't nothing new. He's got the best label in the game. It ain't quality control. It ain't TDE. It's Dreamville. He's got the, the most unique, diversified musically label I've ever heard. GID spits like an Atlanta nigga. Earth Game spit like Atlanta niggas. Then you got Boz that spit like a New York nigga. You got Kaz that spit like a West Coast nigga. Ariel Linux, like he got the he got the best label. In the game, it's crazy to sit and say, out of everybody in the industry, J. Cole's the one that got the most, the most out of the backpack rapper persona. But this album, if you never heard it, which is fucking impossible, but if you never heard it, I would I would say listen to the album, and also like I said, go on YouTube and watch his homecoming when he actually goes home and does this full fucking album. Is the best thing. You, I promise you, you ever see. So, it's incredible. So, 2014 Forest Hills Drop by J. Cole. Life Times with Music. Life and Times with Music. Next, Life and Times with Music. I do it. It's the first versus that I'm ever doing, and it's T.I. King versus Paper Trail. Which album would I actually choose at the end? That's gonna be hard. Oh shit, that's gonna be a little bit hard for me. I'm not even gonna lie, y'all. That shit gonna be difficult as fuck. Uh, King versus Paper Trail, Ti. Which album will visually will be the number one album to me of Ti's discography? Until then, hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm brand new. This has been a brand new show. Peace. 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Go listen to it now. Peace.